0: Hey friends, welcome to the Simple On Purpose podcast. This is Shauna, your host your nerdy girlfriend and your life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. So for those of you who are new here, welcome. I am in small town Canada. I am a mom of three, a minimalist, the resident computer hacker for my family. And I just really love to talk about the Enneagram. I use it in my coaching. I use it in my friendships, in my marriage, in all of my conversations. So those are just some things about me that I want to share with you as you come into this space and we talk about simple pleasures. So we're in Canada. We're edging into summer and we can tell it's summer for one thing because my husband gets obsessed with the lawn. Do do people in your life do this? Like he's very obsessed with the lawn. My kids call it his other child, but we have a great looking lawn. Thanks husband. We've also started to hang out on the deck for a large portion of every day. We, I like to eat meals out there. I like to go and eat my lunch out there, have my coffee out there. It's, it needs a lot of TLC, but it is one of my favorite places to be. So I want to talk about simple pleasures and summer. is a great time to experience simple pleasures. Simple pleasures are something I get emailed on often. It's something that comes up in coaching as well. Just this ability to enjoy the simple pleasures of your life. Because when you start to do it, you see it's powerful. When you can enjoy the simple components that make up your day-to-day life, you feel in control of enjoying your entire life without taking these drastic steps to alter it, make it different, make it better, make it bearable even. When you can enjoy the simple pleasures, you don't walk around wishing your life was different or you were different or everyone else was different. Well, like maybe you do, but you probably do it a lot less and from a way healthier place. So this has been a lesson I've been learning in isolation, because I had this experience with soap. A few months ago, I bought some nice soap from Lush. And Lush, if you don't know, it's a company, I think it started in Canada, I think it might be international now, and they make these natural fresh soaps and shampoos and bath bombs. And if you go into the store, it just looks like candy. Like everything is colorful and it smells sweet and delicious, but it's all natural and good for you and it works. And it's just like such a luxury to have some of these nice soaps. So I bought this. nice soap and it smells like lemon and it's scrubby so it kind of scrapes in like a nice and tingly way when you use it and it just feels good to use it and you know that feeling when you choose something from the store and you or online store and you bring it home pick it up at the mail and you use it for the first time and you're like oh it's so wonderful it's an experience and you get to enjoy it in your own home doing something like having a shower. And when we buy a product, we are trying to do one of two things. We're buying a promise or we're buying the experience. And we all know sometimes promises can fall flat, like that perfect set of bamboo bowls they cracked in the dishwasher, or the face serum didn't erase 12 years off my face. What? Where's the promise? Where's the follow-through? But I'm here with my soap, and this time I stopped. told myself, this is me in the shower, guys. It's not totally normal. You don't know what you're going to get. And I told myself, I just want to love this every time I use it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this feels so silly to say aloud. I want to love this soap every time I use it the same way I love it now. Because I know what's going to happen. What always happens in our relationships, with things, with experiences, the shine wears off. Why does it wear off? Am I broken that I can't be as happy with my fancy soap on day one as I will be at day 37? Like, why do we get all we want? The house, the car, the job, the haircut, the work bonus, and then the shine wears off. And soon we've just got this like basement full of stuff that's piled up. We need to go buy new things. We need to buy new soap to make us feel fancy again. Meanwhile, there's lots of soap in our cupboards and we're complaining about the house and we set our sights on a new work bonus that might come our way. And we just become kind of apathetic to all we have. Like everything that we wanted that was going to be good isn't good enough now. I know this is maybe feeling like a bummer episode already, but just hang in there because I really want to use this reality to help us shift to a place where we can maintain our appreciation and enjoyment of our actual life. Because I think the enjoyment of life can be achieved, but I think that we need to make it so much simpler than we are. And I believe so firmly that simple pleasures and perfect moments are available to us every single day if we can practice seeking them and being present in them. So I think... If we want to be women that enjoy that like cozy spot we've made for ourselves in our home and moms who enjoy Saturday mornings with our kids and wives who enjoy, you know, sitting at the dining table at the end of the night with their husband when he comes home late to just catch up or the ladies who want to enjoy their fancy soap and it's little slivers that you press back together tightly in your hands, then it's worth understanding that the shine is going to wear off and that this is so normal. Okay, side note. I was pressing the soap in my hands, and I was like, do they make a press that I can put all my little soap shards in for frugal people who want to put the puzzle pieces back together? Smash them. Boom, brand new bar of soap. A couple more weeks out of this sucker. All right, so the shine wears off. We are normal, and we know we're normal because psychologists told us that this is a phenomenon with a name, and it's got a name, so now we know we're normal. It's called hedonic adaptation. And it's this term for the situation of getting something we thought would make us happier. And in the end, we get back to where we started, emotionally speaking. When I say in the end, it just depends on this time frame. The time frame I read was 18 months, but I think it really depends. Like that was for lottery winners. So the time frame, it's going to vary. What's going to happen, though, is we are going to get back to where we started, back to our baseline, they say. We were extremely happy for a while, and then we normalized back to standard level of happiness, which might feel like not totally happy to some of us. And I guess when I think about this from a life coaching point of view, it makes sense, because we still bring our thoughts brain with us wherever we go. Our brain and all its thoughts and stories and autopilot and subconscious thinking, our mindset, that brain is still there thinking its thoughts and those thoughts create our emotional experience. So if you're feeling like all of these things should have made me happy and I'm still not happy, I must be broken or my life must be broken or someone else is broken in my life. Like, Let's just put that story to rest. If the shine wears off and you're not happy, Nothing is wrong with you. Your brain is working exactly the way it's supposed to. And let's think about the benefits of equalizing back to a baseline. One benefit would mean we stop living off the dopamine and serotonin and all the other feel-good hormones in our body, and our body can recalibrate and make use of all the other chemicals and hormones it needs in our day-to-day life. Because if you are floating around on a cloud all day, you kind of stop showing up for the real, actual stuff of your life, which was probably a necessary requirement to survive on the earth years and years ago, but now this is a modernized problem. So we need to temper the enjoyment of life with the reality of life. Normalizing to baseline, it also helps us see the next place that we can go to up-level our lives. And that alone kind of blows my mind, that we as humans reach a level and then we're capable of looking for ways to still improve and continually improve. It isn't just this experience where you do one thing and that's as far as you get in life that's what happiness is available to you or success or whatever. It's a journey. Like that's kind of fascinating to me. But we also know getting back to that baseline, it can be fear-based too. Our brain is worried. We'll miss some possible danger. This is too good to be true. There's something around the corner. I know this is how my brain works. Like I'm sitting on a beach and it's the summer and my kids are enjoying the, the beach and the sun is shining. And then like, the creepy sea monster starts swimming in my brain, whispering, this won't last, don't let down your guard, maybe it's time to go. It is just so hard sometimes to stay in that moment and trust it. Like, see what I mean about bringing your brain with you wherever you go? Mine's got a sea monster living in it. So it really is a dance between allowing ourselves to experience the good rather than run from it, and likewise, experience the negative rather than trying to hustle for happiness all the time. When it comes to enjoying the simple pleasures of your life, we know that it's available. We've had moments that were so simple and so enjoyable. Often these were the moments that we didn't concoct or plan or force, like sitting at the river, having a coffee with your besties, or having tea from your favorite mug and you're like, oh, everything is so like calm right now, this feels really good, or just listening to the quiet hum of the dryer while the house is sleeping at night. That's one of my favorite moments. Simple pleasures are already happening we just don't always see them or appreciate them a big reason is that there are some thought traps that come up for us when it comes to giving ourselves the permission to enjoy these simple pleasures and i've been talking a lot about thought traps lately here and there on instagram and stuff because there's something that i teach in the life on purpose academy on each monthly topic the thought traps the thoughts that you think the stories you tell yourself they keep you stuck where you are because your thoughts dictate your emotions and we're all acting from our emotions So paying attention to your thoughts is the most important thing you can do to change the experience of your life and the emotion with which you're experiencing life. So a thought trap for enjoying the simple pleasures of your life. Here's one big one that always comes to mind for me is feeling like you don't want to approve of your life. This is the situation where you say, if I enjoy this, then I'm basically saying I approve of it, but how can I approve of something that I want to change? Like, I'm not okay with how my parents are acting. How can I enjoy them? I'm not okay with my house. It's a mess. I want to change everything. How can I enjoy it? Or I'm not okay with my kids or husband and how they're acting and what they're doing. If I enjoy them, then they will think I approve of them and what they're doing. And this is something I life coach on often because it's hard for us to see that acceptance of our life, of the people, of the situations. is not necessarily approval of it. If we want to find contentment in our, in our life, we first need to find acceptance of what is. Like, I can accept the sickness of a loved one, but it doesn't mean I approve of it. I can accept that someone close to me is making a decision that they think is best, but I don't necessarily approve of it. I can accept that my husband has a different opinion than me and my approval or lack thereof, like, it really doesn't change the situation. (laughs) None of these situations means that we relent, we submit. No, acceptance is... This is what is, and though I wish it were different, I accept that it is present. And then contentment is a step beyond that. It says, even if I want to change it, I can still show up without a chip on my shoulder. I can still find what joy is available to me. This thought trap of accepting is approving, and I don't approve, so I cannot accept. It will keep you from getting into the first door, in, into acceptance, which prevents you from reaching the next door, contentment, because contentment is available to you. It is available in the simple things you enjoy, the simple conversations, the simple experiences. When I think of simple pleasures, I look a lot to the mindset of Huga. If you haven't heard it before, it's spelt high, pronounced hygge, pronounced Huga. It's a Danish word with no direct English translation but is centered around the sentiments of coziness contentment and connectedness with others and nature like it it isn't all fuzzy socks and soft blankets and candles like those are awesome too but hygge is a mindset that the danish people approach their daily life with with coziness creating a feeling of home and a welcoming atmosphere and space wherever you are with contentment, enjoying the simplest things available to you. Simple hobbies, simple treats, simple gatherings, because when you keep things simple, that's what you get a chance to appreciate. With connectedness, going slow, listening, staying present. And if you want to learn more about Huga, go to episode 38 in the show notes. There's a rundown of Huga and how it compares to minimalism. But these mindsets, they will help you to slow down a bit more and take off the filter you're looking through your life at. Because we all see life through a different filter and sometimes we see it through the filter of what is missing. The aim is to enjoy your actual life. That is my mission and all I do to help you work through the clutter of your home and mind and life to enjoy it, to make space to enjoy what is actually your life. So as we get excited about new things and fun people and great experiences, And that excitement tapers off and we feel like we're just back to how it was before. Whatever that feels like to you, whatever your baseline feels like, we can still practice little ways to keep enjoying our actual life. And I'll share a study about this in the show notes, but there's the solution offered here from psychologists who have studied this for a while. And it's two things. One is variety and one is appreciation. Variety. Try doing the same thing in a different way. Like if you watch your kids, your kids are masters at this. I know mine are like they want to picnic outside for lunch. They want to make mega blanket bed and watch a movie. They want to take a different route to school. Like they're always looking for ways to experience the same thing in, in a different spin. When you change things up, it helps your brain to see new things and creates a new experience from kind of the same situation. And appreciation. Ever since Oprah taught us about gratitude, we've got nothing but evidence that it works and it does. Searching for the positive is a practice that might be foreign to your brain, especially if you've gotten really good at seeing the negative. Your brain just gets really good at doing the things it always does. And I think there's something kind of fascinating happening here, and maybe as a culture where it's okay to grumble and complain and want to change everything. Maybe we call it authentic. But for someone who sees the bright side, for someone who sees contentment, sometimes we might think they're naive. And maybe, maybe some people are being naive, but to me, these people are people who still find value in the things and situations and people right in front of them. If all we focus on is wanting to change things, our kitchen, our job, our spouses, our lack of fancy soap... Then we've blocked our acceptance, our contentment, and we've disqualified the value of what is there. Just because I enjoyed it and now I don't, does it not still have value? Because everything is value. When we stop appreciating something, it loses its value to us and then we treat it differently. Appreciation is the answer. And as a side note, I want to talk about decluttering for a minute because I know many of you are here because you're at some stage of decluttering in your home and you know this has been my journey too. One thing I've learned about simple pleasures is that I needed to declutter to make the space to enjoy them. I needed to make decisions about what brought me genuine value in my actual current life and let things go when they didn't. And this is still honoring the value of things, letting them go to someone else who will appreciate them. And I'm not saying go and love and value all your clutter and all your stuff and you'll enjoy life again. No, I'm still encouraging you to make the space for you to value the things that matter to you just like we need to declutter our minds from the thoughts that make it hard for us to enjoy our life, we can declutter our space from the distractions and excess that keep us from enjoying the life that we have and the life we want to build into. So back to my soap. I'm in the shower and my fancy soap its falling apart, it's almost gone, and I have gone through a very conscious practice of loving my soap every time I have a shower. I still take a minute to smell it and appreciate it and thank my past self for buying it for me. If we can do this with soap, imagine how far we can take this in our lives. We can savor our lives. We can savor the enjoyment we get from our things, from people, from experiences. And when the shine wears off, we can look for new ways to experience them and look for new ways to appreciate their value. So I hope this has encouraged you to view things a little bit differently and helped you to see that you can show up a little different here and still enjoy the simple things in your life. And as I mentioned thought traps here, I just want to tell you about a webinar I'm going to be hosting on June 25th called All or Nothing. And it's all about the All or Nothing Thought Trap. This is one of the most invasive thought traps I've experienced. It comes up on almost every coaching call we have in the Life on Purpose Academy, and it shows in almost every area of our lives, from our marriage, to our health, to our parenting, to our work, all or nothing. If it's not 100, it's got to be zero. We don't see any options in between. So you can stop by the show notes and RSVP. If you want to come to that free webinar, come live. You can bring your questions. And if you can't find the show notes on your podcast player, just go to simpleonpurpose.ca. Click listen. All of the episodes and all of the show notes are there for you. All right. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. Thanks for being a Simple On Purpose listener.